Hello, it's Simply Spitzer here and welcome back to my channel but also a special welcome to you if you're joining me for the first time or listening to the audio podcast Simply Do The Work. Now I don't want to waste time on formalities for today's video so if you're new to any of my platforms please do all the necessary subscribing, turning on notifications, also follow me, <clears throat> excuse me, follow me at Simply Spitzer on Instagram and Twitter and let's just jump right into it so on friday today is monday the 20th of july 2020 and on friday which was i believe the 17th i i vlogged for the first time in a very long time and one of the reasons why i stopped vlogging is because not much was happening in my life to be honest and i didn't want to be disingenuine in my vlogs by presenting you know, presenting it as if I have everything together when I don't. But let me not say too much. I'm just going to insert the clips from Friday's vlog and then take it from there. Okay, so I just had breakfast. What is going on with this lighting? I can't. Um, I just had breakfast and that class that I was in was more of like an orientation to online learning to how to use the system because even though we're halfway through July, there's been no learning at my, at least for my class, since like March. And so it's kind of like a really tough and tricky time because people have varying views and like people will try to disturb the, the session. And I feel like some people are just being unnecessarily rude to the moderator. But, you know, I don't want to be too controversial. I think maybe I'll make a separate video on just this whole issue and how it's affecting South African youth because I think a lot of us, right, a lot of people in university today are the second generation in their families to go to university because our parents, like my parents were the first to go to university in their families, you know, and they had to fight against the apartheid system, the right to keep them out, you know, and I feel like the youth of today Obviously, we, we have our own challenges, our own struggles, because the systems that were put in place during apartheid, they still stand today, and they're still holding back a large majority of black South Africans specifically. But, as I said, I don't want to be too controversial in this video, but I just, I felt like I need to get that off my chest. Like, I just felt like I, I just, I couldn't just carry on with this vlog and act like everything is okay when really I am having a whole breakdown internally and yeah trying to get it together so so currently right now it's been literally four months of no learning no real correspondence from management in terms of what's happening with online learning and training and so basically how i want to frame this video okay before i go on any further let me just make a disclaimer and say that the views expressed in this you know um my own personal thoughts and opinions you know i do recognize that some people will have differing views I do not want to be a self-appointed spokesperson for anyone, but I also recognize that there are people who probably have the same sentiments as me. And so I'm hoping that this video will 
you know, also help give them language to articulate what they're, fe- articulate what they're feeling. Because I've noticed sometimes the issue is it's not that you don't know what you feel or you don't know what's going on, but you just don't know how to articulate it. And you just you need to hear someone else say it to also validate how you're feeling. Because, yeah, there's just been a lot happening. So how I plan to structure this video is basically talk about what's happening at SMU, how it's been affecting me personally as well as just the bigger implications and just the bigger picture you know so basically right as i mentioned there's been four months of no learning and we've been getting endless promises and it's just the whole situation honestly leaves me speechless because it's just a big mess when you look at other universities, they've started and, you know, like people have finished the first semester. Like literally today when I'm filming this, I know friends who are starting their second semester. And academically, we're honestly still in February. And it's just been really hard for me. And that's like, as I was saying, how I kind of stopped putting up vlogs because it kind of felt like nothing's really happening that the way it should, you know. And to come on my platform and act as if oh i'm having these great productive days it's hard you know um on saturday i woke up and saw you know that smu twitter fam wants to you know trend the hashtag hashtag save smu academic year and i was fully on board i was fully you know being active and tweeting stuff and i remember someone tweeted that um this is something about y'all are really mising um nelson mandela's birthday and i replied as we should because we're fighting for our education here okay we're letting go of the dead and fighting for the living which someone replied and said that was rude but honestly it's really frustrating because think about it right wasn't nelson mandela you know weren't they fighting for freedom for all weren't they fighting for education for you know the black youth of south africa but here we are in 2020 and we're still fighting those battles Okay, now I'm not trying to um, disregard or put down the real work that he did for this country and as well as, you know, also his fellow comrades because he wasn't a lone ranger in this, okay, even though sometimes I do feel like the narrative is kind of pushed as if he is the sole individual responsible for the political freedom that we now have. But also recognizing that that freedom came with a price. It came at a cost, you know. It wasn't necessarily freedom for all. Because if you look, the just the wealth gap, the divide, just looking at black people alone is astronomical. And so I feel like what's happening at SMU currently, I actually, I know for a fact, it isn't an isolated incident, okay. Someone else tweeted that, I've never had a normal academic year at SMU and this is by far the worst and I couldn't agree more. It's literally, I'm currently supposed to be doing my third year. First year, there were strikes and interruptions. Last year, there were strikes and interruptions. And I think for me, the disconnect has always been, even from an early age, I never ever wanted to speak against people who are protesting because i do think sometimes we don't necessarily understand what are they protesting for or you know it's kind of like it's easy to make a judgment 
when you're sitting, for example, like I recognize that I'm sitting in a, from a position of privilege, you know. For example, if they were to say that online classes are starting this very second, I could easily, I could easily get connected. You know, I have the devices. I have um have data. If not, I can hustle data. You know, the biggest issue that I genuinely face is network. You know, and obviously there will be the added cost of data because I do. I say even though while I am privileged, I'm not all the way up there. You know, I think that's also an issue, which has you know, which is just so evident. All of this is how even within the black community, there's this, you know, the classism and elitism. It's kind of like people work hard to transcend blackness you know people work hard to get all this money for proximity towards whiteness and then they disconnect themselves from their communities they disconnect themselves from where they came from like i mentioned um in the vlog clip you know i am second generation in my family to go to university right my when i look at my other relatives my other family members they're not as privileged as I am you know so it would be disingenuous of me to completely disregard that to act as if that's not happening because something which I think is very important something which I did mention in another video is that I've rec I recognize my story I recognize who I am in the conversation whenever this, these conversations I had I recognize who I am and so why would I want to silence someone else, you know, in this struggle and, you know, this battle for SMU to start with the learning, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, there was a campaign, hashtag no student left behind, you know, and I was, I'm all for it. You know, I do recognize that there are vulnerable students. You know, like I said, I am privileged. And so there are students who do not have the access to devices and network and dots that I have, you know, for example, even just if you think back to when we normally, when we would attend normally, right? There are people who heavily depended on the library and the computer labs. I would go there by choice. If I was in the library or in the computer lab, I was there because I want to study there, not because I have no other choice, not because that is the only place where I could study. And so because now, because of the pandemic and everyone's at home, those resources are an issue you know and another thing i do want to talk about is how when you look at what is happening right now right the universities that were able to start with online learning with no hiccups you know i mean they did have but like you know the ones who were able to progress and you know finish the first semester historically those were white they, those were white institutions. SMU currently is not the only institution that is struggling to get started with um, with this online learning and online online classes, online teaching, online exams, online assessments. Like, if you look at the history of SMU as an institution, right? It used to be called Medunsa, and back then it was literally one of the only institutions that accepted black students, that accepted and that would train black doctors. Which is why if you look, most of like doctors, like, you know, who are like basically like our parents' age and the ones who are like, you know, like these, I'm talking world renowned, world internationally recognized doctors and surgeons. A lot of them 
came from SMU, came from Medunsa at the time, because that was the only university that would accept black students, you know. I think there's there's also why, you know, historically Medunsa is so highly regarded. But then something like you know there's like a disconnect if you look at where it's at now the current state because i do feel like this pandemic is really it, it just it put a magnifying glass it almost really shone the light on the issues and i mean not only it's me but i feel like globally i feel like that's also why with george floyd's death that's why there was such a strong reaction to it that's why, because also i think now because of the pandemic right even as students at smu we were aware of the issues but you just wanted to part like we just had this thing you know if i can just study pass and get out of here right that'll be so we had the daily grind of tests assessments like you know so we didn't really have time to worry ourselves or concern ourselves necessarily on the bigger structural issues that were clearly affecting us, you know, in our everyday studies, in the conditions of the residence that we were staying in. But now because everything is standing still, like nothing is happening, you know, I think a lot of us do recognize that this isn't, it's not like a new solution, a new problem, I mean, that just sprung up out of thin air and we're just like so flabbergasted because as much as I'm disappointed at how the university management is handling this whole situation i'm not surprised i'm really not surprised and you know another issue i do have is with the student leadership because i don't know y'all like i don't want to speak ill of them because i do recognize that they do you know, that they have been instrumental in bringing about change and making things better for students, you know. But a lot of their, sometimes the things they do just come off as self-serving to me. Like on Saturday, right, while we were um, working to trend the hashtag SMU, save SMU academic year, right, someone brought up the fact that the SRC was currently at a hotel at the time. And I remember being like, I, I remember I retweeted a tweet by one of the political leaders and I was like, oh, it's so funny that you guys are in a hotel while we're sitting in misery at home. And then he replied with, girl, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but politicians like using these big words that just leave you confused. Like, you think you know English till you speak to a politician. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they they wrote something like you focus don't focus on the issue of the hotel and then they put in some big words basically i think they were trying to say that oh no don't let the fact that we're in a hotel distract you from the issue at hand like but it's like no sir i can do both i can multitask by the way i can be fighting for the academic year to be saved for me to start studying and also point out the fact that you are in a hotel living it up and that's not sitting well with me it's really it's up it's upsetting me and my ancestors like i'm getting emotional because i feel like these leaders both the management and the student leaders sometimes forget that we are real people we have stories you know it's like when they're deciding on these policies or deciding when or whether or not to communicate with us it's like we become, I don't know, it's like they conceptualize, like we're over-conceptualized in their mind. And it's like, nah, you're hurting me.
my feelings. Like even yesterday I tweeted that putting aside the basic, the clear violation of our rights here, this is hurting my feelings and messing up my mental health. It's just, ooh child, let me just <laughs> take a deep breath. Yesterday when I was in a Zoom meeting with some church friends, right, and they were talking about how, oh, I'm so like, they were like, they were talking about how, you know, they're writing their final exams and they're also complaining like, oh my gosh, studying or going to school in this pandemic is so tiresome. I had to literally hold back tears. I was literally on the verge of crying and I just had to, you know, smile through the pain. And that's why, like, if you see me laughing, it's because it's that thing of, I gotta laugh so I don't cry. That's literally, I am laughing so I do not cry because it is hurtful. It just, it just seems like nobody cares. And this has been a consistent issue at SMU, you know, whenever these, whenever an issue would come up and there would be protest action literally if a university like Wits or dax closes down for even a day so um i got interrupted while recording uh, my dad sent my sister to go tell me to go check who's at the gate it was a delivery so kind of lost my train of thought there so um also if you're watching the video you probably noticed that the frame shifted because i moved the camera like whew, i where was i I'm trying to think, where did I leave off? Like, girl, I don't even know if this mic is positioned properly. It's a mess. It's a mess. Story of my life. But another issue, right, with this whole SME situation is because, like, oh, I think I'll talk about how if a university like Vits and UP, there's interruptions even for, like, a second. Like, if there are even thoughts, right, of protest action or something, then their management is... They, they, they act swiftly to, you know, nip it in the bud. If they protest even for like two seconds, it'll be getting news coverage on all the ma major, you know, news outlets. And SMU, like literally, we had a three-week strike last year that was not covered at all by any major publication. At all. Literally, no one knew what is going on at SMU. It's almost as if SMU is just, we're not even an afterthought at this point. Like... It seems like we're just not in the picture. We're not, nobody be thinking of us. And right now, right? So as we were trending the hashtags, you know, on Saturday and even yesterday and, you know, even today, people are, you know, that we're still, you know, making our voices heard on social media. And today there are people who, you know, went to the campus to protest there. Now the, now the news outlets are coming out of the woodwork and now they'll be reporting and painting the students out as hooligans. That is my issue. My issue is the narrative that is being put forward. You know, it seems as if we're these unruly students who aren't, you know, willing to... I don't even, I don't even know, girl, what they're trying to... What narrative they're trying to push out there? Because it just, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. How, what, what do you expect us to do? I think that's the thing. It's so easy to criticize people when you don't see them as people. You know, another thing that I was saying on Twitter is that we aren't just a problem. 
you know i think that that's the issue i think just black people in general are seen as a socio-economic or socio-political problem that needs to be solved not necessarily realizing that we are people period there's nothing wrong with black people the only problem is thinking the only problem is thinking that there's something with black people and I also do recognize that it's not only black students that are being affected by this, okay? Because obviously, there are middle class white people, there are white people who are also living in poverty. And so it's kind of, like I'm obviously speaking from the, from the perspective of a black student as someone who has been, you know, someone who has you know a history and a heritage and an ancestry that was systemically oppressed on all frontiers you know politically economically and i think that's the that's the thing i even mentioned in another video that as black people in this country we were liberated politically but economically we don't got the money we don't have you know the power even though politically we said people we don't have the political capital to make decisions for ourselves because the money the thing is who is funding our government who is funding the decision makers and this also when i just think about it right for many people going to university is a means to get out of poverty it is a means to better not only their lives as individuals but their families as well so what's not clicking because clearly right students want to learn we just want to learn we just want to study we want to get our degrees we want to start working i was even saying to a friend of mine also that i don't the issue is i don't just want to graduate i also want to be competent it's so ironic how smu which is a a campus that mostly you know focuses on the health sciences the medical field isn't training their students when we're in a pandemic when you know we're hearing about how doctors and nurses are being overworked because of this COVID-19 pandemic and the thing is they were being overworked even before so I can't even imagine how much worse it must be like actually I remember my mom sent me a clip of it was basically a day in the life of a doctor and just explain how once they put on their protective gear, they cannot eat and they cannot go to the bathroom until they take it off, you know. And things, once you take it off, it's disposed. You can't, so you can't be having like five or six bathroom breaks or snack. Like literally once it's on, it's on. And they're saying how they can go 12 up to sometimes even 18 hours if I'm not, you know, don't, don't quote me verbatim, okay? This I might, I might have the facts wrong fact check me on that but they go endless hours in and it, and besides the fact that it is um you know rather difficult to work they also say it's really hot and it's uncomfortable and so there's just so many issues there's just it's just mess on mess on mess and i feel like certain black elites when they make it once they make it up there as i mentioned earlier they forget about where they came from they completely disconnect and dissociate from where they came from forgetting how they even got to where they got to be now i do recognize that i think the truth is not not all just not all black people you know have this um story of going from you know extreme poverty and then making it 
you know, in whatever field they go into, you know, for example, that that's not necessarily my story. Like, you know, how I got into SMU is not necessarily, I didn't come from an extremely disadvantaged background, you know, but that was my dad's story. You know, my dad was, even, even yesterday was recalling how Vitz didn't want to accept him. He was recalling how he, him and some of his other um, classmates at the time were looked down upon because of where they came from. You know, there was this idea that if you come from this certain school, then you're not, you know, you don't belong in that space. You're not competent enough. And I feel like even our institution is looked down upon in that sense, you know. A lot of people do look down upon it now and, you know, question the, valid the validity or... I, 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 I remember when I first got accepted... When I was first like enrolled, you know, some of my friends were telling me how ooh, I was hearing from my aunt as a doctor. She was saying this, the doctors in that university, they come out and they don't know basic things like all of these stories and all of these things. And it's just it's hurtful, you know, because I have genuinely fallen in love with the campus. I fall in love. I mean, the people there and it's sort of a thing of, you know, you know, you know how, and I feel like I've used this example before, like it's getting tired, but anyway, but you know how you can make fun of your sibling, but no one else can, you know, that's how I feel about it. You know, I feel like people are criticizing the institution or people are saying people have all these perceptions and stereotypes about the students who come from this institution and other, you know, institutions like it, and they don't know us. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's the thing. And that is why I think it's wrong to just make assumptions and judgments on people who are protesting or how they are protesting. You know, have you ever actually like, let's be honest with yourself right now, right? Whenever you see protest action, I do understand how it is frustrating. Okay. I've also, I've also at times been like, man, why do they got to do it like this? Or why are they doing that? But have you ever actually had a conversation with those people? Who are protesting did you ever ask them why are you protesting or how does this whole situation make you feel because i feel like some i think that's the thing whenever we're talking about social socioeconomic or political issues it's kind of like the humanity gets removed from it people just look at the logical side of it forgetting that these we are human beings so our feelings do get involved. And so rather than complain and be like, oh my gosh, why are they burning things down? Why are they doing this? Listen to what do they want and give them what they want. Give them, I mean, let's be honest. If online learning started, if they, you know, reached out to the vulnerable students, gave them devices or, you know, allowed them to come back to res, if we got all of that, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have to be trending hashtags on Twitter. Students wouldn't have to be closing the main gate. None of this would have to happen. It's kind of it's almost it's kind of like people think that um, we enjoy this, you know. People think that oh, it's a jolly good time. They're protesting again. Oh, they're dancing in the streets. You know all those jokes that people make, and it's kind of like it does it's very dismissive of the actual underlying issues but that being said 
And as I mentioned, I do also sometimes do feel it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's this dilemma, right? Where you do need, you know, your leaders to, you know, the, the people who are in power, you know, to effect change. But at the same time, also, you, you can't really trust them. Like, that's really where I'm. This is my personal view. It's kind of like, like I'm seeing how some of these student leaders, you know, are on the front lines. And obviously, I don't want to negate that. I don't negate because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in my room. I could easily, you know, I can say all types of mess. But at the end of the day, I'm not there at main gate, you know, getting answers from management. Also, let's talk about the management's response. Because, okay, first of all, we were told 16 April that that's when online classes will commence. And then they said, okay, no, we're going to distribute... Um, devices and gadgets to people and so there was a date that was set for may that got pushed back like oh no we're gonna start in june and now we're in july and so when we asked they were asked straight up right like okay so what about the laptops and sis said we don't got no laptops and it's kind of like so what was all of these communiques that were happening what what were you what, what what was going like this is also why we like it also doesn't make sense like i just why i also this is why i also feel like they, they they really do not care because um as far as i know i think they they get their salaries regardless the past four months we aren't learning anything but they're getting paid and for what for what what are they exactly are they getting paid for like, can someone explain to me what are they doing in their offices? I mean, we recently, I mean, I don't know how many SMSs I've gotten welcoming the new VC. Whereas to us, I don't know who that man is. Like, honestly, I'm a Kiki Palmer right now. Like, he could be walking down the street and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Like, we've been welcoming him. Like, literally, if I could just show you my phone, the SMSs. It's like every other day can SMS, please welcome our new VC, welcome our new VC, welcome our new VC, welcome our new VC. Well, what is he doing? Since, okay, since he's been welcomed into the SME community, what has he been doing for us? What has been happening? Like, I just have, I just have so many questions and so many feelings and I've just really been going through it. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've been going through it. Yes, umgo. Hey. song. That's the thing. You know, as much as, you know, obviously right now I'm speaking about my individual pain, my individual frustrations. I know that there are students who have it much worse. I've seen um, screenshots from messages from students who are literally... Like, their mental health is literally dangling by a thread. Like, they are suicidal. Like, the pressure is just a lot. I think I can only imagine, you know, you're at home, you're back home, and, you know, the circumstances at home are not that great. And, you know, this opportunity to study at SMU that you saw as the lifeline for you and your family, it seems as if it is slowly dying. People's dreams and hope is dying right now, along with the people being negatively affected by this pandemic. It's just, there's just, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And even, even I, like yesterday, I wasn't as active on Twitter because the emotional labor is just a lot. 
you know i think it's also like as i mentioned how i almost cried in that zoom meeting because it's really like our parents like i also tweet like how do you think our parents feel watching us every day do nothing you know even today my dad was asking me okay so what's happening now i'm like i i, I don't know i do not know what is going on i do not know who's responsible i didn't like i think that's also the thing that just looking at just some of the messages on the class group chat i think we we can easily get so caught up in pointing fingers you know like for example blaming our fellow classmates you know calling people selfish or even i do say that um some people were rather insensitive in their responses you know because some people when, when students speak up about how their situation at home is gonna make it extremely difficult to do online learning some of the responses were extremely insensitive calling people liars like what like is your privilege that blinding and also i just remembered how in that clip from friday i was seeing how some students you know the way they were speaking to the moderator and the lecturer I wasn't even lecture, but like the the moderator for that orientation class, I felt like they were being disrespectful. I I I do to be honest, it's kind of this way. I'm kind of conflicted because I do I do understand why they would be speaking in that way. I do understand how frustrating it is, you know. And obviously, I don't want to police anyone's tone. Okay, I think that you know we're all going through it you know just because i'm someone who genuinely likes to approach things from a place of love kindness you know doesn't mean that is the right way to go because that's why some people don't respond to to kindness some people you can literally you can try to kill them with kindness and they will they'll laugh and stab you in the back and not not care at all you know so i do also want to say that i do and i do understand where everyone's coming from it's just I don't know. I do not know. And that being said, I think this is where I'm going to leave it for now. Um, please do check out. There is a petition link that's going to be in the description of this video and the podcast. Please click on that. Share, spread the awareness because... Like, like, even yesterday in the Zoom meeting, I brought up, like, they were genuinely shocked. Like, they couldn't believe, you know, a lot of my friends literally cannot believe that it's really been four months of doing nothing. I think sometimes, because I'm someone who genuinely, when I'm going through something, I, I don't like to speak out about it. I'll genuinely phrase it as a joke, you know. And so I think some people don't, weren't aware just how deep the situation was. Or how deep the situation is because this is actually an ongoing issue at smu you know this is a systemic issue and it's not lost on me because even it's just it's not lost on me that the systemic racism and classism that held back our parents and grandparents that system is still being perpetuated today and just because there are black people in power doesn't mean that they are not continuing the system because they think they're benefiting from it that's the thing you know because they're currently in power and they're getting um whatever benefits they're getting they're being loyal to the system even though it's it's also hurting them but especially you know it's hurting their community and their people and where they come from you know the thing is with the oppressive system even the ones who think they're winning 
they're really slowly killing themselves as well. But because the harm that they're getting isn't as blatant, or they feel that, you know what, it's the price they pay for whatever benefits they think they get, they don't care about the rest of us who are literally, we literally can't breathe. You know, the system literally has its knee on our neck and it's just, it's a lot. So, thank you so much for watching. Um, like, share, comment, like, <laughs> I've, I don't feel like ending this like I normally end my videos on like a, you know, I try to, normally I'll end on like a positive, joyful note, but like, Yo. I just try to see you guys in the next one. Bye.